0: So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And even the teams that won't make the playoffs are much improved. Randall able to finish there. The Knicks will fall short as the Cavs dominate the fourth quarter. Cleveland wins their fifth in a row. They're now five and one. And the Knicks drop both games of this two-game road trip. Knicks now three and three on the season. And it's Donovan Mitchell. With just a sensational effort, 38 points, 12 assists. And the Cavs remain undefeated at home in their first three games in this building this year.
1: All righty. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? I got a guess as to the answer to that question. Um, Back to reality. Uh, It's your boy, John of the Macri, coming at you with a postgame slash um, regular edition of the pod as, of course, the one and only Jeremy Cohen is here joining me after the Knicks lose 114 to 105. uh, Or no, sorry, that's the wrong final score. My ESPN page didn't update. I blame ESPN. 121 to 108. There we go. Not that it really makes a difference. Hi, Jeremy. How are you?
2: Hey, John. I was doing great. Doing really well. And then fourth quarter happened and I'm less great. Less well. Less great. Yeah. Less less well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, look, the Knicks did a lot of nice things tonight. I thought they played pretty well for large stretches of the game. I thought uh, through three quarters, if you want to take out some, some like kind of shoddy three-point defense. I mean, look, Cavs, if they're going to make shots. They're going to make shots. I didn't think the three-point defense in the first half was as bad as the Cavs' three-point numbers made it seem like it was, but I mean, it was still not great. And then third quarter, I think, was probably their best quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a nick fan, I think that might have, considering the competition, they really took it to the Cavs' nine-point lead early in the fourth I can't say I was sitting here being like, oh, we're definitely going to win this game. But I definitely thought that this was going to come down to the wire. And maybe I was going to be dealing with either euphoria or heartbreak coming on the pod. Um, Was not the case. Uh, This one got away from them in large part. And I I'll throw it to you with this, because, you know, I think tonight's probably going to be a lot of Donovan Mitchell. And I hate to be reductive basic, boring, well, I don't know, boring, but whatever, uh, talking head guy. But like, you know, they had Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks didn't. And one of my concerns, as I expressed to you on a few occasions, most recently, I think our crossover pod we did with Locked On Knicks. My concern about this team was, would they be able to score Um, given that they really don't have a lot of shooting and all of their main scorers like to operate inside the arc, even with Brunson, the fact that like, you know, they don't, they don't, they just don't have the shooting. Most other teams do. Would they be able to score against the good defenses and defenses that key in on them? And they've faced uh, two, the two best defenses in the league by the numbers this weekend. And um, yeah, they struggled and they struggled tonight in the fourth quarter to get points. And the other, the other team had a guy that uh, you can't really defend if he's going to, be on his game, and he was on his game tonight. So, yeah what are your what are your thoughts on this one, Jeremy? Well, you can certainly do a better job defending him if you are
2: uh, a better team defensively. and that, if you have better personnel, you know. Again, I I didn't think Vornay was particularly good today, but I am with you in that I thought the at least with the first quarter, how many threes were just splashed, and then later on, it's the sort yeah. of thing where, yes, obviously schematically, it seems like you would not want to allow that many wide open looks. No, That's something to consider. Um, but with that said, it is a make or miss league. The Cavs hit a ridiculous amount of shots. And a lot of them were from three. And a lot of them were timely, especially in the fourth quarter. So um, could things have gone better? Of course, I think, you know, it, it almost reminds me a little bit of last year's Pacers game, the Miles Turner one, where just wow, like, yeah. at a certain point, you just hope that, they regressed to the mean and they did the, the third quarter. They absolutely did. But for whatever reason, it ticked right back up to the fourth. So, yeah, you know, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. There's a reason why the Cavs traded what they did to acquire him nights yeah. like tonight. But the other thing is the Cavs didn't acquire him specifically for nights like tonight. The Cavs acquired him no. to be a better team long term. And I think that's the one thing that I want Knicks fans to keep in mind. Listen, if you love Donovan Mitchell, if you wanted the Knicks to trade more than what it seemed like they offered for Donovan Mitchell, that's your prerogative. For me, the big thing wasn't, oh, wait, maybe the Knicks can, you know, beat a team like the Cavs. They they were. I mean, like, like, it's more about playoffs. It's more about long-term. Obviously, it helps your floor if you have a player like Donovan Mitchell, but the opportunity costs and everything. So,
1: Yeah, it's never as simple as it is made out to be and the Donovan Mitchell discussion wasn't simple in the moment. It's not simple to look back on now, even though he looked like an MVP candidate tonight. And I'd be curious if he actually is a like injects himself into the MVP race this year. Obviously the Cavs would have to do, have to play very well to do that. Um, Yeah, I know. I think all of that was well said. The Knicks definitely have... They they have to clean some stuff up in terms of how they're defending the threes right now uh, because there's just a little bit... Like The thing with them is it is acknowledged that teams are going to get threes because of their commitment to, you know, no no shots at the rim at all costs. And they could survive that way, but you have to be pretty perfect, which is why Tibbs thinks that he can he could have a team that plays essentially perfect, you know, in that scheme um, because he demands nothing less, but it's, I don't know. You want to say it's early. You want to say they're just a little rusty, a little sloppy, whatever you want to say. But yeah, that was an issue. Um, Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about this one. I, I, I thought several Knicks had good games. I don't know that anybody had a great game. Um, you know, Hardenstein's numbers were really good. He made an impact. Mitchell Robinson now for the second game in a row is kind of struggled. I thought Mitch got off to a really nice start this season. Last two games, not so much against some, some pretty tough opponents he's had now. Actually, I should even take it a step back against his, the, the three opponents who you would think that would cause him issues. Steven Adams and the Grizzlies Giannis and the box. And then the couple of monsters he faced tonight, you know, he just didn't live up to the task and like, you would have liked to see him maybe show up in at least one of those games and be like, Hey, I could, I could play with the big balls boys too. He didn't do that. Uh, But Harnstein was nice. Um, I thought Randall for the most part was good. I know his numbers were not good. He was, he finished five for 13. He had some not great moments on the fourth quarter, but by and large, I was happy. I don't know if we're grading on a curve with Randall at this point, like for me to sit here and be like, I
2: don't know. Are we? Well, I mean, the team as a whole with free throw shooting was pretty, lackluster Randall going five of 10 definitely didn't help not great but um yeah no i i think we are still grading on a curve yeah. with randall G-
1: given like. how bad it was last year yeah exactly um that would be great again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, be great. First half, terrible second half performance. Yeah. I thought if you want to pinpoint one spot where they lost the game, I think you could point to the beginning of the fourth quarter because the yeah. Cavs were bricking everything for the first like two, two and a half minutes. The Knicks had some nice opportunities. They didn't capitalize. There was a time there where they could push the lead to 15 points again would they've won the game. I don't know. But I think if they had pushed the lead to 15, we would have at least gotten some, you know, a couple of crunch time possessions that matters mattered um i don't know that we need to say much else about anybody i mean we haven't brought up rj Barrett. rj Barrett had a nice game you know it's fine um i'll say this about rj
2: i found a yeah. stat that was kind of intriguing for me so rj is a slow starter especially i mean more specifically from beyond the three-point line but in general absolutely um so listen to this john through the first five games of rj's last three seasons um starting with the earliest one of 2020 um he was Three of 24 from three, it's 12.5%. Okay. Uh, seven of 26 from three, 26.9%. And this year, entering today, four of 28 from three, that's 14.3%. That's all through each season, first five games.
1: And that's even with that crazy Pacers game to start, uh, what was that, second year? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, R.J. Barrett in his sixth game in the 2020-2021 <laughs> season, <laughs> so four yeah. of five. The season after that, six of eight. The season after that three from three, you're talking from specific, three specifically. Yeah. So it seems like he starts to heat up game three same. out of the last four years and three years running in the sixth game. Does it carry over? We'll see. And he certainly, there's a point where he gets consistent enough where then he gets hot. So I'm hoping that that is the case, but all on the topic of RJ, I just found it fascinating that yeah. it seems like he, he needs those five games to really get it out of his system. And then he has a sixth game and then, he does have a little bit more of it in his system, but then he usually gets out of it fully. So um, hopefully it's a sign of something to come where he's able to shoot more positively.
1: Not really. I'm not worried about RJ's three. I think he's going to knock down cash and shoot threes. Um, it's a matter of what's the volume because that speaks to his role in the offense alongside Randall and Brunson. Um, and, you know, can he, can he up the percentage uh, certainly over what it was last year and get back towards what he was two years ago. Uh, last thing, very briefly, uh, no camera or no okay, I wish there was no camera tonight. No, <laughs> <laughs> not, not great, Bob. No, uh, no Quentin Grimes tonight. Uh, there has been uh, much discussion over the last two weeks about, Oh, well really ever since Cam Reddish had that first, the game against Memphis, what are the next going to do when Quentin Grimes is back? I'm not so sure. Now the last five games from cam it's, all that much of a of an issue anymore i i'm sure there will be folks that feel differently and that is fair um and and there may be folks who say as i have said take evan fournier out of the rotation i think that would be an interesting organizational decision as to whether or not they would take cam out or whether they would take uh fournier out but like the notion that the Knicks were coming upon this like impossible decision, like, Oh, they have 11 guys that are like so clearly ready or, or, you know, can contribute to winning basketball right now. I don't know if we're quite there yet because the last five games from cam have been a lot more like the, the the larger sample size over the course of his career, get some flashes, you know, even had a flash or two tonight, you know, he got his hands on a ball that was like, you know, really tough to get to, but then you get the maddening stuff too. Um, Maybe that's the direction they go. Maybe they keep him in the rotation. Maybe, they want the sure thing in Fournier, hopefully in a different role than he's in right now. But we'll get to that. Uh, anything else from you before we uh, get to the super chats? I think that's all. Super okay. chat away. I, like. I love it. All right. Uh, shout out to Justin. Justin's uh, our our EP tonight. Can we call? Can we start calling the EP, Executive Producer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's the he's the producer of the show, so thus he is the executive producer. Of course, we get started. Of course. Robert cross. Hello, Robert. Is it fair and reasonable to say that we lost this game at the point of attack? Grimes can't come back soon enough. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah. I mean, it would have helped a lot. They don't have the guy right now to guard a Donovan Mitchell and make his life more difficult. Oh, excuse me. Associate producer. I'm being told by one, Andrew Claudio. That's how that works. I don't, I don't, how do I, I don't know executive associate these these things are just words to me (laughs) anyway um oh he's saying because he's the executive producer just the the associate producer oh so you it's okay Mm -hmm. sorry andrew sorry
2: i guess he's probably feeling like john if you didn't if you're if the principal didn't go to school does that make you potentially a candidate to be principal that day certainly not that's maybe the thinking
1: Anyway. i would have made
2: the same mistake so don't worry
1: there you go um yeah they they need grimes uh grime there's a reason why again i hate the untouchable label but there's a reason why they clearly it was important to the organization to hang on to him in the mitchell trade talks this summer and i don't want to get into the weeds on on whether they should have included him or not like they valued him and there's a reason they valued him because he is the most dependable player, I think, by far at the things that he does. And they need him, especially on the defensive end. They needed him tonight. They didn't have him. And it showed. The Knicks prioritized signing Jalen Brunson this offseason. And a big reason
2: they wanted to do that was obviously to overhaul the offense. But they were certainly aware of his defensive shortcomings. And there was a reason why they pushed for Tom Thibodeau. And reportedly, according to Ian Bagley, for Gwen Grimes to be starting. It was not. So Evan Fournier could die out there with Jalen Brunson. And so, yeah, not having any Grimes whatsoever is going to hurt the Knicks. Like, I just think about, I mean, I could say that Donovan Mitchell dunk, but there were a few of them. So it's hard to necessarily specify. But the one where he just attacked the defense, there was no point of attack defense
1: whatsoever. Um, It's the first domino. Yeah, like it, it is. you need like the when you have when you're going up against a, a Donovan Mitchell or a John Moran or, you know, any number of either guards or or kind of small ish wings in the league. Like the domino, the first domino is going to fall at some point. It's just can you make life difficult? You know, that's, you know, and it's that's not happening now. Yeah. Uh, Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Great to see you. RJ had it going early. And they get him the ball in the second half. Uh, part of the appeal of having three guys is any of them can be on a given night, but that only works if you actually give them the ball. So we're so Danny's saying, should have given RJ the ball more in the second half. Um, he took 10 shots. Brunson took 19. Julius Randle took 13. That's fair. I, I guess I, I would say RJ, like he wasn't, I don't know if he was like, creating necessarily at any point in this game. He did have the one nice drive from the, um, from the sideline kind of came across, Um, you know, he like attacked the closeout basically. And he, he converted, but like there was another play and I referenced it in the halftime zone where he tried to take Dean Wade one-on-one at like towards the end of the first half or like middle of the second quarter, whatever it was. And just kind of got stonewalled like against, against this Cavs. Backline, where you're either dealing with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, or both. That's tough given how RJ likes to get his points, which is to drive the lane. And like, so I don't know if I necessarily begrudge them. Um, that said, it's not like anybody else is doing much better jobs. So that's maybe that's a fair point. I, you know, it, John,
2: is it. Is that outrageous to say that like, like the idea or the appeal of three guys is great, but the Knicks don't necessarily have that.
1: They don't have the right three guys,
2: right? Like they Brunson to me is the best player on the team. I think RJ has the potential to be the best player on the team, but as of this moment to me, it's Jalen Brunson. And when RJ has off nights and if they're at least in this small sample size of the season, six games, if they're more frequent than not offensively. And if we are grading Randall on a curve, then that's really tough. And, I, you know, I just, I think we have to give credit to the back line of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen because they are a phenomenal front court duo. Yeah. They just defensively can completely alter the game. That's why the Cavs were so confident going in with Garland and Mitchell because they knew they could rely on Mobley and Allen. And so I think that impact affecting shots around the rim, it's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the Knicks. So yeah, it would have been nice to see RJ get going a little bit more hundred percent. But if the Knicks are trying to get shots at the rim and if they're not hitting their threes quite as much, and if they're not hitting from the line, then it's not going to be a great time for them. And if Cleveland's hitting as many threes as they did, it's just disaster.
1: It's not only hitting it's taking. And like, if you're going to beat this Cleveland team, you have to fire away from deep Cleveland shot fifty threes tonight. The Knicks shot 27. You're not going to be, you're not going to beat Cleveland taking 27 threes. You just, you're not. And I get, why they only took 27 it's because, and this is the fundamental, I would argue flaw of this team is they have 10 guys in the rotation. And of those 10, who's the, who's the player that wants to take a three over some other thing. Evan Fournier for one, Gwen Grimes is not playing right now and maybe Emmanuel quickly. Although it's, I mean, I think he likes to get into the teeth of the defense and work that floater. So like, two and a half of their 10 rotation players, one of whom is, again, is not playing right now, prefer to shoot threes. That's going to be a tough formula against a team like the Cavs and against a team like the Bucks. Who, you know, And we saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff, Danny. Anthony, six, though, What's going on, Anthony? Great game for three quarters. Then the floor dropped out with the second unit fumbling the fourth. Tough to beat a team making 23 threes. 100%. Unless you're, unless you're going to. Make something somewhat close to that, you know, tired legs got the best of our free throws and defense in the end. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, maybe this is a good time to to transition to just a, a big picture thought. They're three and three after the first uh, six games. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I hate that I have to say that.
2: Listen, I the three and one was not a bad pick.
1: I just didn't like it. So I took two. I'm was, I was feeling okay about it for like half a second. Today. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Good job by you predicting that. I mean, like you can't. We can't really complain with where the Knicks are after six games. You know. Um, I think it, well, it's chalk for the most part. It is
2: chalk, yeah. and I think we'd be in a very different position if the Knicks did not come back against the Hornets. If we're looking at a team that's two and four, and now has lost three games in a row. One of them being to a team that didn't have LaMelo Ball or Terry Rozier. And Dennis with Jr. is the one kind of carving you up a little bit, uh, hitting those mid-range shots. So, But we're not in that position. We don't have to do that. I, I think three and three is fine. And we knew going into this that the schedule is kind of after this point, I, I guess including this too, but more so what's to come, is going to be a little bit more daunting. So I think it's just a big-picture thing to keep in mind as all of this continues, because it's possible. It's very possible. The Knicks find themselves under 500 over the next few weeks. And it just could be that there are teams that have superstars and star talent and there's the Knicks and they're working on it.
1: Three three real quick thoughts. One, I watched um, a good portion of the Hornets Warriors game from last night. And um, that Hornets team is, is legit. I mean, again, I don't know if they're good, but, like, they beat the Warriors. The Warriors didn't lose that game. Hornets won that game. Um, so I don't, you know, that that, war, that Warriors win, or excuse me, that Hornets win was a real win. That's number one. Two, uh, I don't have to tell anybody, take a look around the league at some of the stuff that's going on with some teams. <laughs> Knicks, uh, you know, being three and three, could feel just fine about that. That being said, my third point, I'll make this brief for those among us who maybe were flirting with the idea like, Hey, could this team win 43, 44, 45 games or more? You would have liked to see them pull out either the Memphis game or the Cavs game. Those are like, they will, ha- those are the games they're going to have to win if they want to get past that. Like to me in like a, a more reasonable 38 to like 41 win range and get up into that like hey we may actually be able to compete for the six seed um they didn't doesn't mean they won't do it all year but uh those are the games anyway um ryan ryan huang what's going on ryan well i'm depressed I oh, don't be depressed <laughs> i was hesitant in july but i'd do rj quentin grimes evan fournier in two firsts plus one protected first for mitchell in a heartbeat right now him and Jalen brunson would be sick um wow that- you want to well,
2: take it? I, listen, Ryan, I respect it. That's a lot. That is. That, that's like the Knicks saying, "Our two youngest players. You only get one of them. We're going to give both of them, an unprotected first, and a protected first. Uh, less caring about the protected first, more caring about the unprotected first. That's a lot. Um, I think him and Jalen Brunson, yeah, it'd be cool. But then it, it goes back to, well, what's the game plan after that? What are you doing? And it's tough. It's really tough to dig yourself out of that. Yes, this is a stars league. I'm sure the Knicks could find ways to replace players around the margins. That's a lot. Mitchell looked really good, but again, it's because he's in the situation that is really ideal for him, much more so than the Knicks. And if Donovan Mitchell weren't from New York, yeah, he's a star. We'd we'd want him here, but he wouldn't fit as cohesively with the team as he might with a team like Cleveland. So um again, hear what you're saying. Stars League. He's
1: an important player. Um, I'd push back on that. Um, I wanted Donovan Mitchell very badly as I went on the record several times. And I wrote a whole two-part newsletter about how uh, the notion of trading R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell is not ridiculous and should not be viewed as ridiculous and should absolutely be approached with the caveat being if it lessened the total cost at the end of the day, which is what I believe the Knicks always intended on doing. I think that's what they wanted to do from day one. Use RJ as like, okay, we're giving you the big thing and you're not getting the big thing from anywhere else. So that's why we're going to get him, And we're going to draw that. That's the, the line in the sand. They did not anticipate a Cleveland Cavaliers lying out there. Well, they were wrong and now he's there. All that being said, um, it, for me, it comes down to the picks and again, unprotected picks and the in conjunction with a trade that would have left the Knicks without a single surefire rotation NBA wing mm-hmm. in a league where teams hoard wings like they are the most valuable resource available because they are. Um, And the combination of those two things and the potential downside risk and also, let's be frank, the 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 questions about your ceiling with the with the Brunson Mitchell backcourt, which we never really went in depth on because they didn't make the trade and there was no need to. Um, those are all real that's all real stuff. So I'm not gonna begrudge anyone who was like you should have traded for Donovan Mitchell because look at what we saw tonight. I will not I'm I'm gonna be a little softer than Jeremy was, but I I'm also I'll push back a little bit on it. That's all
2: the two things that I just wanna add we started earlier by talking about the lack of point of attack defense and that's non-existent in this type of a scenario. Um, yeah. And as you're saying, like the best NBA caliber wing the Knicks have is Cam Reddish in that scenario. And it's really tough for Cam. Like he's getting rotation minutes. That's important, but I don't think he's at the point where he can get starter minutes on a good team.
1: We're not, hold on. We're look, I, I <laughs> want to see what he could do maybe if the organization is like, yeah, we we want to play this one out, I'll I'll be all for that. We're not sure he's an NBA rotation wing right now.
2: I think it's, I think it's fine to say it's, it's just the expectations of him becoming the player that they need him to be around a Brunson and Mitchell backcourt in itself is a tall order. Yeah. That's, that's the primary. But the, the second thing too, is let's say the Knicks, let's say the jazz do go back to the Knicks after this Cavs offer. It's going to be more than this offer, is it not? I mean, the Cavs offered three unprotected firsts, years out. <sighs>
1: Collins probably, Texas, probably swaps, probably maybe another. You know, and,
2: like it, it's, it was a lot. They gave they didn't go back
1: for a reason. They got right. what they wanted because they. I mean, the Knicks had the time, and I, I
2: hear you. if you're yeah. saying before that trade, this yeah. opportunity, it still would have been too much. Yeah. Not to say the Knicks can't, shouldn't, won't trade for stars in the future. In this scenario,
1: I'm definitely at peace. I'm fine. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? I get this one, but it stings. Thought Randall had a really good process tonight. Completely agree. Um, and RJ did not, although I thought he made some nice shots. Cam was terrible. We need Quentin Grimes. Um, I thought RJ was I I, I didn't have an issue with RJ. Maybe I maybe I missed t- I mean early on were there some couple of RJ moments that we, we see, but I thought he as the game went on. I actually really liked his approach. The more the game went on, I thought he made some some shots, which is great to see. As Jeremy explored earlier, as far as Cam, I mean, (laughs) I I, I, when he's bad, he's bad. Like he's very very bad. The shot he put up in I what was it the early fourth or the late third, whatever it Mm was, that was like I know the clock was kind of running out and whatever. But man, between that and the I actually honestly I know we're not talking about the Milwaukee game but his when like shot that he his first field goal attempt in at the Milwaukee game with like 14 left on the clock a step back 18 footer was like what, what what are you what are you doing that's not like and he just he does too many of these things I Yeah,
2: yeah it often feels like it doesn't play within the rhythm of the game and you like the creation aspect but sometimes it's a little too much. So I'm with you. I, I also was fine with RJ. I yeah. didn't think he did anything egregious tonight. I, I didn't think he was particularly bad. I, I thought he was fine, efficient.
0: Yeah, it's fine performance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Drew P, you can't have one on-ball defender starting. You need Quentin Grimes. I am gonna go ahead and say we don't have any on-ball defenders starting right now. Um, R.J. again, shout out Benji Ritholtz. He's made the point many times. R.J.'s best role on a good defense is as a more of a help guy, as the guy who's not guarding the other team's best player, but someone who could kind of, you know, get in passing lanes and you know, it's a lot like Quickly. Although I think Quickly. Quickly might be even closer to... Quickly might be their best on-ball defender right now without Grimes.
2: I was just going to say, I feel like if there is a coaching or a rotation change that happens in the next however long until Grimes comes back, for me, it would be switching quickly and for me.
1: He deserves it. I know he didn't shoot well tonight, um, but... He only played 19 minutes too. And I get Fournier was like hitting threes and that matters, especially what we talked about earlier. Like they, they got to hit threes, the whole thing Fournier was firing away, he hit three or five from deep. That's that matters. I don't want to poo poo that that matters. It's a, th- but I'm
2: with you. It's the other stuff with Fournier. Too. like, if you're looking at the box score and you're like, Oh, well, Fournier had a game Yeah, He hit, he hit some shots, but
1: you gotta watch the game too. Yeah,
2: this wasn't
1: in, good. In fairness, Again, he had a couple nice defensive possessions against Donovan Mitchell. He st- uh, stole one ball and he drew an mm-hmm. offensive foul. Like he'll do that stuff occasionally, but the, the larger picture. It's not, not great. Um, thanks drew forgotten NYC what's going on in terms of Donovan. What makes Rose, I'm assuming, I mean, Leon Rose thinks he has a few more years to wait for another star. Has he gotten an assurance from Dolan? He won't get fired. I don't. I I'm, let me answer it like this. I sure as hell hope Leon Rose did not say yes or no to this deal based on what he thinks his leash is. I think he approached it as in this is not a the best deal for my franchise, and or I believe that this negotiation will end in my favor based on everything that I know, and it, whether you believe it was the latter and he just got it wrong or whether it was the former and he just was like, this is too much for me to pay. Like either way, those, those two things don't have to do with his job security.
2: It's that. And I think it's just, you know, he's been in charge for two years. This is his third season. So, and as we've talked about, if there is something that's going to happen, it's going to be a coaching change first. And then he will have the ability to pick another coach. And by the time you do all of this, you're talking about, at least three and a half seasons that's you know this deadline this summer and the next deadline so i i don't think it was so much of a of an assurance or whatnot it's more that he knows he has the ability to be comfortable he knows he doesn't have to make the rash decision to satisfy james dolan because it seems from indications that dolan's fine with where the trajectory is he likes rj he likes where the young team there's something to sell here right and i think. The Knicks were able to sell the idea of we got Jalen Brunson, who is a far better point guard than what we had to deal with last year. And he is just even without without comparison, he's just a legitimately good starting point guard. And we're going to be a better team. And we'll go from there. And when the right move that we want that fits with what we're doing works out, then we'll certainly pursue it. And hopefully we'll get that player. I think that's just really how it went.
1: Well said. Uh, Thanks for the comment contribution. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. How did you like RJ's calories tonight? The Randall RJ pairing does not work. Never has, never will. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, I thought, again, I I think RJ had a nice game. I think his baskets were meaningful. I think he played the role of an ancillary player. Well, tonight I thought I actually think tonight on the best version of the Knicks eventually, (laughs) Like, this is exactly the sort of game that you're going to get from RJ and be like, very good. He was, what was he? Six of 10. And he ended up with 15 points. Yeah, mm-hmm. six of 10, 15 points, three of four from deep. So he's obviously not always going to shoot 75% from from three, but in terms of like, he's not trying to dominate the ball. He's, I mean, maybe take a few of those other attempts and, and instead, you know, convert them to attempts beyond the arc. Like, but this is like the outline of the guy who I think the Knicks envision if they do indeed envision keeping him long term, as opposed to using him as trade bait, um, playing. And I completely agree with you. It's not with Julius Randall as the other guy between him and Brunson. It's with someone that is far better and more conducive to everybody's skill sets than Julius Randall. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push back on that. Uh, really. Yeah. I won't add much. I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah. Thank you, Robert, as always. True story, Jay. What's going on? I think this might be true story, Jay's uh first com first super chat this uh this year. If I, if there was another one, I forget it, but welcome back. Uh don't with the spider mess. Ainge was never trading him here unless he completely robbed and crippled us. Stop crying, people. I mean, look, we nobody knows for sure, right? Nobody knows for sure. Maybe he was never trading him here. I I f- I'm I personally do not agree with that statement. I think Danny Ainge was going to make the best trade for his team and I think he knew that he could push the Knicks further. And if there was no Cleveland Cavaliers, if they didn't exist, they were not a franchise and there was no Cavs trade out there. Do I think the Knicks eventually before training camp started, would have relented and given Ainge what he wanted, which was the, you know, whatever. RJ Grimes, two firsts. I think he would have. And Jeremy, I'm not sure you disagree with that, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Well,
2: I'd just say in terms of the deal, I think Ainge cares more about what the return is than where the player is traded. I think there's certain circumstances. Like if we're talking about Miami and there's clearly an animosity between him and Riley, do I think that that might work out? I, I don't know, but I don't necessarily think so. You know, what I mean, like he traded Rudy Gobert to a division rival in the Minnesota Timberwolves because it was seemingly the best deal that anyone was going to offer, and he took it gleefully. So it's, I think it's less about that. I think it's more, as you're saying, John. He, he kept trying to push New York further and further and to the yep. point where the Knicks said no, 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 we're going to offer you this, and this is with RJ, and yep. uh, if you don't, we're going to extend him, and it's going to make the trade a lot more complicated. And um, Dane Ainge called the bluff, the so Knicks signed RJ Barrett, and then from there, the trade went down that's really, two that's, days later.
1: That's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, but again, everybody's fair to think what they want. Uh, Jesse Cook, what's going on, Jesse? This is why we cannot hesitate the next time a player of Spider's Caliber becomes available. I... I
2: look it's at not some point the availability it's yeah it, it's not the cost it's,
1: it's, it's, the, the well, general... it's the cost it's the fit it's the it's everything it's everything it, it like when you're training for a superstar player and yes donovan mitchell's a superstar and there will be other superstars available it's a whole conversation and it's like the knicks are in an unfortunate position that they don't have one of these guys and they need one of these guys and they don't seem intent on tanking to try to get one of these guys so it's like this is Leon. This is the this is the bed. Leon Rose has made. He knows that it's up to him to It's up to him to sleep in it, you know, which.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are three avenues that we always talk about. Yeah. If they're not going to try to build through the draft by finding a star, if free agency is not going to provide one, there's one left.
1: It's a trade. Yeah. That's it. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Emil Bomansoor. Hey, Mac, we've been a while. Yeah, it's another one. Another one of our our frequent super chatters. Uh, Good to see you, Emil. Thought we should have won but the bench. Zapped all our momentum cam, and Obi should have put a Cavs jersey on tonight. Uh, It's not fair. I thought Obi played a really good first half. Mm -hmm. Obi played a really nice first half. Um, He ended up uh, only making one three, but he had that really nice pump fake and drive move in the first half there. It was just beautiful. Um. Again, everybody, you know, we talk about our young players. He is, I know he's not age, young age wise, but he is still a, a third year player in the league. That matters. Um, again, I, that's why I brought up like grading Randall on a curve. If we're going to like every time Randall seems to be approaching the game nicely, we like all stand up and give a nice golf clap or whatever. Like, Obi's allowed to have bad half because I mean, I, but I know we're so spoiled because it seems like he never does anything wrong, but yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, agreed. Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Thank you for the contribution. At least we can all look forward to Wednesday when Trey comes to town and scores forty. Ah, ye of little faith. I'm scared to think of what Donovan Mitchell does when he comes to MSG. I, I mean, I hope he got his like revenge game um, out of his system with this one. Uh, I, I don't know. As for Atlanta you know what i'll be curious to see how the knicks offense does against atlanta i'm sure trey young will get his and that's fine but i i want to see how the knicks do against like an average nba defense because i'm not sure they in the first four games i don't think any of those even the memphis scheme at memphis defense does not look good um I think Atlanta's defense is like has has ability to make your life tough, but I also don't think they're really good. So i I'm, that's what I'm most curious about on Wednesday.
2: Atlanta's record's a little inflated because they've played yeah. some pretty inferior teams. Yeah, I I, I I am worried about the fact that Donovan Mitchell's gonna come to New York and all of his friends and family will be in attendance. And uh, that will be his his new revenge game. He's crossed one of them off, but we'll wait until we get there. Yes, I do agree in terms of how the Knicks' offense will look just because defensively it's almost like hope and pray for a lot of it. Like tra- I, it almost feels like from a heliocentric offensive standpoint with what Luca, like a lot of teams saying Luca's going to get his, so let Luca get his, but let's shut off a lot of the other players. And then we can focus, you know, hopefully the other way around it. And with the Hawks, they're certainly better offensively now that I don't know if you can quite do that to that same level even though Luke is obviously a better offensive player, but even still, yeah, it's um, I really hope Quentin Grimes can return for that game. Cause that would be, Me,
1: nice. I was, you read my mind. Also um, I tweeted. I think Friday morning that with the league's two best defenses on the next two opponents at the time, the Knicks were ranked fifth in offense. I said, I would be very impressed if they are still in the top 12 in offense after these two games. And you want to know what they're ranked? Twelfth <laughs> right now, NBA NBA uh, page just updated. All right, thanks for the comment, Matt. Um, TK, not too mad. to Cavs um, just had one of those games. Still not moved by Devon, Donovan Mitchell. He could have dropped seventy. Still not worth three unprotected picks. Well, that was a different sort of deal. Um, again, I, I'll always wonder how those negotiations went down. Do I was I, I don't I, I actually agree. I don't think. I would not have been comfortable giving up three unprotected picks for Donovan Mitchell. For this team? No, I don't think so. Wouldn't have made sense. Forgotten NYC. Positive. Jew no longer taking those middies so far. Yes. No more long mid-rangers. Or very few long mid-rangers. He has been driving a lot he has been making some nice passes. I my maybe my two favorite plays of the night were the two times he drove and passed to Mitch for dunks. Uh, love to see that. Um Generally playing faster. I'm trying to move the ball up the court. I think his defense has been all right. It's like, I, there's a lot of positives to take from Julius Randall. Um, I, I would like it to be better than five for 13, but you know, one step at a time. Took a corner three as well. He did take Took a like, corner three. Yeah.
2: So it'd be nice to see him have a
1: fewer above the break threes top of the key. Oh, oh of three from deep tonight, that's another, uh, I'm going to, as we get to our next comment, I'm going to look up what he's, what he's shooting from, from deep this season. I don't think it's that great. Uh, Robert cross with another one. This is for the cutlets guy. Um, listen, a hammer and violin don't pair well together. I think you could find a way to move the former, get it done. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, Jeremy,
2: um, So Robert asked me this question yesterday. It was like, what type of move can the Knicks make for Julius Randle? And my response was, at that point, we're five games into the season. I don't really see how the landscape has changed since you and I, John, discussed this in September after the Donovan Mitchell trade. And I think it's the same thing where we're in a wait and see period. You're not going to see much action before December 15th. And then it's probably going to be like, January 10th, when a lot of these non-guaranteed contracts and whatnot kick into place. And then it's January 15th when more trade restrictions are let up. And then it's the deadline. So it's not like it's the sort of thing where you can just change it now. Now, do I think that the Knicks, a team that the last two years, both under Leon Rose, are going to do something before the deadline? I think it's highly possible. They did that with Derek Rose and they did that with Cam Reddish. They seem to try to want to get a bite of the apple early before everyone else um, wants to get in there. So, yeah, I understand a hammer and a violin might not play well together, but if you're stuck with a hammer and a violin, then I don't know, maybe use the violin to start hammering some nails and see what musical sounds you can get from the hammer too. Um,
1: so again, pretty incredible the Knicks um this is a related cuz you're bringing up Randall and how he doesn't fit. Uh pretty incredible the Knicks are top or 12th ranked offense in the league right now considering their three Big on ball stars are shooting 33% Brunson from deep, uh, Randall 24% from deep, RJ Barrett 21.9% from deep, uh, and their other, like, quote unquote, three point marksman, Emmanuel Quickly. Actually, that's unfair. Fournier is still a three point marksman. He's shooting 40, but Quickly's only 30.8% from deep. So, like, you know, not a lot of three point shooting. Um, right now for the Knicks. The, the, those guys need to pick it up, including Randall. Randall cannot shoot 24% from three. That, that the, the, the the offense is not going to be functional. Um, good question, Robert. With Robert with one more. Is it fair to say that Rose, fair and reasonable to say that Rose may be cooked? Would it have hurt to have Deuce Blitz Mitchell some? F-T-L-O-G? Not sure what. For the love of the game. Yes, the love of the game. We need young God. legs. What? For the love of God. For the love of God? Oh, for the love of God. Oh, yeah, that so. would make more sense. For love the game, for the love of God, whatever. For love of something. Way. We need young legs, hashtag 53 wins. Um, I understand Rose has been, like, iffy. He has not looked like himself this season. I totally acknowledge that. I did not think Derrick Rose was the issue tonight. And I'm not, all due respect to Deuce McBride, I'm not sure Deuce McBride was, was uh, stopping that freight train. I mean, Derrick Rose is three of five from the field, one of two from deep tonight. I get his defense hasn't been great, but like, he's still a pretty good offensive player off the bench for 12 or so minutes. Um, Yeah. I don't think he's done.
2: No, I don't either. You know, this is his minutes total through six games, 12, 16, 9, 12, 15, 14. I understand there's the idea of, well, he's just coming back from injury. Yeah, sure. He's also he lost a lot of weight and uh, he hasn't had to play in a long time. He was healthy enough to play at the end of last season. And he just didn't. And I understand the idea of, well, Tibbs is just saving him for later. Maybe. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I think that if, if, if Tibbs wanted to prioritize Derek Rose, he would have him be the first point guard coming off the bench. And it's not well, first guard. off the bench. Yeah. Sure. I mean, even still, like there's a reason why he's putting Rose in the position to me the way that Tibbs works is he feels the best players on the floor need to be playing at that time. Now we may disagree or agree with who he feels are the best players on any given night or in general, but I believe that if he felt Derek Rose was better than what we have seen right now, he'd be back, He'd be prioritizing Derek Rose more, And he hasn't, there's, there's a reason why he's not playing Rose. And I don't think it's because he's trying to save him for, you know, um, the dog days of the NBA season. I think it's more that he just recognizes Emmanuel quickly at this point is someone who can offer more of what the Knicks need than Derrick Rose can supply.
1: The only way Derrick Lee Derrick Rose leaves this rotation is if uh, Tom Thibodeau is no longer the coach and, or the Knicks kind of fall out of it ish and become sellers before the deadline or injury Yeah, What? or injury. Or injury. Yeah, well, sure. Th- absolutely yeah. that's also true. Um, Carolina Knicks fan, what's going on, Carolina Knicks fan? Before people get the whole Donovan Mitchell should be here, takes, should have been here takes. Let's keep it real here. Mitchell fits far better on the Cavs than he would over here. Tough loss, but we move on. I you could argue that he's as good a fit on the Cavs as any team in the league. You really can. Um because I, I'm still waiting. T- I, I still want to see how he fits with Garland and how those two guys who like to have the ball in their hands like coexist. Um they could both shoot off the ball, uh, you know, and and catch and shoot the whole thing. So it should be fine. But yeah, you know, should work great. Good, good comment.
2: Yeah. And tonight, I mean the Cavs obviously didn't even have Garland. So they were missing 25% of their big four. So, you know, that could have been a different story, obviously, for them, but I, I'm with you. I agree. And the other thing is, you know, if they really wanted to, because Mitchell is likely going to be a better player than Garland. Garland, you know, sky's the limit for him, certainly. But if you're the Cavs, you, you also do have the ability to, I'm not suggesting it, I'm not advising it, I'm just putting out there. If you needed to make a change, you could theoretically flip Garland for, you know, a two or a three that can help you more. They're obviously going to want to play it out as having Garland and Mitchell and I think they should. Obviously they have a timeline with Mitchell right now which is until the 2025 season ends. There is the risk of him leaving, but at the same time it's just you know th- there still is the ability where you've traded all of this for a really good offensive player if you need to kind of diversify your lineup a little bit more when that time comes. I'm talking two it could even be three years, so I don't know, but it's an option that you have. It's just not an option that you would want to use at this moment. Or I'll say this, he, though, because, really? yeah. like, well, he can't be. He can be traded, but he wouldn't be um, either way
1: with the with the starts that um, Miami, Philly and um, yeah, Miami and Philly have had. If you told me Cleveland was going to be hosting a playoff series this year, I would not would not be surprised in the least. I know it's early, but uh, Matt Smith with another one. Thanks, Matt. Final thought. And I know it's all perspective, but all three losses were to teams missing an all star player. We got a long way to go, folks. Um, who was uh Memphis Jaren, was missing Jaron Jackson yeah. Jr. Yeah, he's not quite he's there not. yet. I know he was in strong consideration for the defense player of the year last year. Um, you know, Dylan Brooks, though, also I mean, between Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan Brooks, you want to say that those two guys together, um, you know, to combine make an all star player? I don't know, maybe. Uh yeah, I mean Yeah, that's fair. I, I, this goes back to my larger thoughts on this team this season, which is that they could be a better team. They could be a pretty good team, you know, and just because the talent around the league is so high, um, you know, I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it around the league. And it's not even with like, and it's, and the crazy thing is like the teams that are supposed to be bad. I have San Antonio, Minnesota on my TV screen as we're recording this. San Antonio was up 102 94 with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and like you look at last, just go look at the scoreboard from yesterday's games. You know, it's like it's crazy the some of the stuff that's going on. So it's a really just it's a hard league. It's a hard league. You take you take the wins where you can get them. Look at the Hornets; they were missing Lamelo. Yeah. and but you have to win,
2: and obviously the Knicks are missing their all star player, Quentin Grimes. So. <laughs> i like really serious for a second
1: key hoover then what's going on never seen a more auto shot than i mm-hmm. hearts floater yes we love emmanuel or emmanuel we love isaiah Hartenstein. um i think he's been good this season he's been good yeah i love him yeah it's T- tk what's going on tk i don't like i still don't like randall that being said, I wonder what this team looks like with a three and D type of four PJ Washington or Kleber type. Any info on Grimes? I'm truly, truly curious what he looks like now that we need him or now we need him. Uh, no, we don't know anything on Grimes other than what, you know, which is that he's missed six games and allegedly with a sore foot would not shock me if he came back um, for the Hawks game Two two days off. Uh, I'm not expecting it. It Wouldn't shock me as for like replacing Julius with a a more like. I don't know. I don't know that I call PJ Washington a three and D type player. Um, Both of those guys are actually like, yeah, those are like stretch fives. I think more you're looking for like Cam Johnson, you know, Uh, replace Julius with like a a Cam Johnson type. What are the Knicks look like? I think it's interesting because that would slot RJ into the, second banana roll on the offense. Whereas right now it seems like he's more the third banana. Um, and I could see if this team traded Julius Randall for like, again, a cam Johnson type, I could, it it would actually not shock me if RJ, RJ's usage went back close to 30. Um, I I could see that if, if, especially if that dude was a, a, a real good shooter.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily that RJ chooses nor am I suggesting you're saying that uh, to be more the third banana here, but it'd be, uh, yeah, there's only one basketball, but at the same time, the Knicks need RJ to be more than that. It's because they're not necessarily paying him to be a third banana next year. And I, I know this is this season. Yeah, it's fine. But you'd like to see that next step. A hundred percent. I, yes. But I I don't think, yeah, with with the type of, like, like a Cam Johnson, as you're saying, yeah, he would slot in nicely, alleviate a lot of the space and concerns and.
1: Yeah, I mean, with the way the cap is, obviously, as you've talked about ad nauseum going with the way the cap is going up, he he is making third banana money maybe not next year but like the year after certainly and like the- oh yeah
2: i just meant on this team specifically yeah. with with how yes his salad yes. matches up with julius but yeah no he's financially it's not really a concern to me
1: yeah um thanks tk appreciate it Huber, then with one more we need the truth about the grimes injury i i don't know if there is a truth i mean you know I, maybe there's There'll be something reported. I, nobody's heard anything. Cam looks like a star, and then a toddler from play to play. Get Evan off his team, and Rose looks off. Uh, yeah, Rose. Rose does look a little off. Cam, I, I, I'm not. He's had like he had a 15 minute stretch in Memphis where he looked like a star-ish player, and he's had. 3 or 4 other plays this year, 5 other plays, 6 other plays. I don't know if maybe I'm being too high now. Where he's you could be like, "Oh wow, look at that dude." Uh yeah, as for Fournier, don't expect a trade until I don't know, Jeremy. A while? Yeah. January? I think January. February?
2: Yeah. There's no re I- if you're another team, you're basically like, OK, well, if you're eager to move him, then we're going to charge you. If you're the Knicks, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. It's, a, it's a sort of thing where you can you can mitigate any potential concern that you have with Fournier in-house before you have to hurt yourself by sending him out. But yes, yeah. on the Knicks as an organization and Tom Thibodeau, as he structures this team from the playing minute, you know, minute standpoint for him to be in charge of.
1: I don't think there is any universe where the Knicks attach a pick just to dump Evan Fournier. It's not gonna happen. There's no no reason to do it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Key Huber.